This is the Benson Gregory Podcast. Interviews with leaders, changemakers, and real-world influencers. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Your support means a lot. Now, here's your host. Thank you so much for joining us again. Special guest in studio with us this week is Pastor Rob Harlemert, Elevate Christian Church. Elevate Christian Church, yep. This is, I'm so excited about this interview. Me too. I just, I cannot begin to tell you. I have done this interview in my head. I can't tell you how many times over the past year, for sure, because Elevate is, it's almost a passion project. Yeah, it has been for, I think, significant amount of people in Nicholsville and uh, local churches around here. I am I am downright just almost giddy about talking to you about this. And I just, I want to jump right into the deep end of the pool and talk about this awesome church plant that has taken off on the south side of Lexington. You guys have had one official service so yeah, far. Yeah, one official and we did five pre-services. So we're uh, six services in, just about to have our seventh. So and, all the uh, bugs are worked out and everything is just perfect on Sunday morning. Uh, not perfect, but I'm so thankful we did five pre-services. And I tell every minister I meet, it's like, how did first Sunday go? It's like, good. And I'm thankful we did five <laughs> before because <laughs> I don't know where we would have been on that first Sunday if we didn't do that. Uh, where do you want to start? How far back do we go to tell the story of Elevate Christian Church? Um, I mean, we can go back... I'll give a just brief history of where I came. So I grew up in the south side of Lexington. Uh, we moved here when I was five. So though my family probably claims from Ohio, um, I say I'm from the south side of Lexington. Um, and started going to church late high school. Um, got the call to ministry at Bluegrass Christian Camp. Mm-hmm. Um, As a lot of people did. At a, yeah, a lot of ministers that I've met that are from this area uh, decided to either just be a Christian or mm-hmm. let alone be go to Bible college and become a, a, a full-time minister. I don't think it happens so much anymore because society has changed so much, but used to sure. church camp was yeah. a, a foundation Absolutely. for a lot of people coming into the church period. Yeah. So bluegrass doesn't have a middle school Well, they have middle school camp, but they don't have high school camp as much. So you don't have that natural transition. Um, so you'll, you'll have kids that still go to Bible college, but it's not, they wouldn't claim Bluegrass Christian Camp. They had more church influence and youth minister influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I decided to go to Johnson, uh, was Johnson Bible College at the time, uh, because they had this killer volunteer, and he was a great speaker, and he was fun, enthusiastic. And I said, if I could be half the person he was, then um, I know I'll be a good minister. Mm-hmm. And if you learn that at Johnson University or Johnson Bible College, then I need to go to Johnson Bible College. And decided then and never looked back, didn't even cons- really consider any other college um, besides that one. And we were graced, me and my wife, uh, Kaylee, were graced with the ability to come back to close to home in uh, the dead center of uh, Nicholasville, Kentucky. And I worked at a church called Catalyst Christian Church. Uh, senior minister is David Kibler, associate minister is John Kelly. Uh, both I knew from camp. I was going to say, they had volunteered at camp or something, right? Yeah, so they were the, uh, Dave was the dean and John was the worship um, person at Bluegrass the first time I went. Oh, okay. And Catalyst, that was the first year that Catalyst um, started. Like, they were 10 months in to church planning. And... And, and Catalyst itself is a church plant. Yes, yeah. So in 2008, they had they started in 2008. Mm-hmm. So when I met them in 2009, they were just about to have their one year 
anniversary. Mm -hmm. And John was there all summer fundraising for uh, Catalyst. And they didn't know me from Adam, um, but everybody knew my girlfriend at the time. So I was just Kaylee's boyfriend. <laughs> and so we were, we were after Bible college, we were thankful that um, John remembered me and they were looking for a youth minister. It just happened to work out. And I started on part time and slowly became full time over like a two and a half year span. And that's where the whole conversation of church planning started uh, around that time, about two and a half, three years in. Of we're trying to figure out, we need more churches. We need to, we need to have more churches in just this area. It didn't have to be Lexington. It could have been down the road, twenty-seven. It could have been up towards Versailles or Frankfurt. Or, and that's something we really need to dive into. That right? yeah. you've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. So, and we're going to go back and we're going to touch on bits and pieces of sure, that. Sure, yeah, yeah. But we really need to talk about the fact that there's two things that I think are, are really, really important that we note here. And one being is that Elevate is an intentional, well thought out, well planned, very deliberate yes. church plant. Yes. Of Catalyst Christian Church. Of Catalyst Christian Church. A lot of times you'll have a church split, and to make things nice, they'll call it. A plant. Yes, that that has happened um, in our area. Um, a couple of my friends didn't know, but they they got on staff at a church split and mm-hmm. realized, you know, a couple months in, I'm like, how did this church start? <laughs> and they realized that some of the issues that they have were um, built into the DNA of the church. Yep. And some of those churches are able to to get over that um, starting a church out of frustration. Um, it doesn't start your church off on the right on the right way, mm-hmm. um, but I would say if you get the right leaders and you get you know good heart of elders, like you can you can get over that um, at a very quickly or a quick basis. Um, but elevate was we planned it and we talked about it for three years before it actually happened, and uh, it was under like we didn't talk about it publicly for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. because we wanted to make sure this is what God wanted us to do. And mm-hmm. we wanted to take our time and make sure we didn't plant too early or too late. We wanted to make sure it was the right time, um, not only for the uh, church to start, but with my leadership and what I needed to learn mm-hmm. and more opportunities, find the right person to plant with me. Uh, we wanted to make sure that this was successful and had the right team around rather than just um, – we're going to plan a church, and it's going to work. Right. And I got no plans, but it's going to work. So you were essentially fresh out of college when you came to Catalyst. Yeah, I was one year out. Yeah. And, and then you there there were you know nothing smooth, nothing's easy, nothing's a direct line, but you were able to build a very successful youth ministry. Uh, the youth and children's ministry both flourished. Yeah. Uh, it did during your well. tenure, uh, then you lay out your plan and I laugh. I can't, I can't do this without laughing. Cause I remember the elders meeting when you came in and John Kelly came in with you and yeah. sat down and laid out, Hey, we're planting this church and we've got this great plan. And then the following, or uh, there was a follow up elders meeting where you guys presented, here's the timeline. And, yeah. and this is going to be great. And this is when we're announcing this is, and this is when we're hiring replacement. And this is, and it was all just, I, I'm a planner and I yeah. loved it. It just, it spoke to me. Yeah. And, and to ruin, everything um the the funny part of it 
is it was 2020. Yeah, it's it when, was. when everything was going to start happening. Yeah. And it was, you know, we had this transition, we had all this stuff happening. And then 2020 was like, nah, yeah, <laughs> you're not doing any of that. The, the funniest part that is even before that was when I had conversations with my senior minister, Dave, he would always say, why are you waiting? And I was like, I don't know. I just think God wants me to wait. I don't have it. I never had a reason. And it's probably the only decision in ministry in the past seven years that I didn't have a reason for making that decision. Because mm-hmm. if you if you ever get to know me, you ever see me and you ask um, why we do something, whether it's in church or even probably in my life, I'll give you three reasons. Hmm or five reasons, or I can just keep going on all the reasons <laughs> on why we do something. I'm um, mostly due to lack of funds when you're at a church plant. Like you can't just make decisions mm-hmm. because you don't have the resources to just make decisions. Like it has to be well thought out. But for some reason I was like, I don't know, 2020 just doesn't seem like the right year to plan. I think we should wait till 2021. Mm-hmm. And me and Dave went back and forth a lot on that. He's like, no, we need to do it sooner. I'm like, I'm not doing it, so you can fire me, but I'm not planting this church till 2021. And uh, we found out that that was the right move. Then March 2020 happens. So March 2020 happens. Uh, everything gets shut down. We shut down for 11 weeks yep. at our church, yep. uh, just online. And then we came back very slowly. And uh, yeah, so it was that was the right move. And yeah, definitely. I'm very thankful. Absolutely. <laughs> for that. Absolutely. Insight that God, I believe, is from God. Uh, no other reason. Yeah, clearly not. Yeah. Um, why Lexington? Yeah, there's a church on every corner. It does seem that way. We have it? two church rows here in Lexington. Yes, there's. I mean, there there are places in town where you can throw four rocks and hit five churches. I know. So why does Lexington need one more church, or does it even need more than that? Those are two questions. Those yeah, are the first that's, yeah. So how many people are in Lexington? Um, 350, 400,000, somewhere in between there. Um, in 2020, uh, there was an article that came out in Lexington of a general population about a bunch of stuff, like mm-hmm. how many people are married, how many kids, and they always do a religious section. Mm-hmm. And I, that, obviously, that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. And it broke my heart when I saw the amount of people that are, are religious and that's yep. not cr- just Christian right that's, that's across the board you sit in your house and make up something like you can be considered religious sure and that was 33 percent of people in Lexington consider themselves religious and that can range from I'm an attender every week I go once a month I go once a quarter or I, I worship just, at home I worship at home to whatever I created and they did a little subcategory of how many people are are believe Jesus Christ is um, Lord and Savior, and that was less than twenty five percent. Wow! And I was like, well, there, it doesn't matter how many churches we have. Yeah, it really doesn't. That there's unreached people. There's uh, there's seventy five percent of the people that don't um, believe that Jesus Christ is the is the Savior of your universe. So it is time to do something uh, about that. Mm-hmm. So we were looking at at Lexington because we believe that there's a ton of unreached people. Um, we talked to other churches. Um, Southland Christian Church has a big campus on the south side of Lexington. Mm-hmm. We met with their leadership, and they're like, we don't reach people on the south side of Lexington. And the more research I did, uh, I realized that there's 28,000 people that live in like four neighborhoods, mm-hmm. like around Palomar, Beaumont mm-hmm. area. 
and there's only like five churches there and they're small churches at that they're not they're not huge churches mm-hmm. outside of southland when we did a little bit more research we realized that the south side of lexington are all transplants yeah like they're not multi-generational um you know my great-grandfather or my grandfather went to church here therefore my parents go here therefore i go to church there therefore my kids are going to go to the church here like they might have went to church at their old city, mm-hmm. but they came to Lexington because of a job, and they don't have a place to worship. Like, they're not connected and deep-rooted into the community. So they choose school and jobs first, and then naturally, I mean, it only takes me two weeks before I feel like I don't need to go to church anymore. Or it only takes me one day when I get out of the habit of reading my Bible every day. Yeah. So I, let alone um, being a part of a congregation. And we realized that it's because they're all transplants. Like they're not connected um, to a spiritual family congregation. Well, Lexington's terribly transient. Yes, I mean the, the city itself, just by nature. I think yes. it probably always has been. Uh, yeah, I would agree with uh, that. Going back to the early, early army days mm-hmm. of Lexington. Um, so when you have people in a church that are made up of people who are not from the area, then you have new people come to the area. It's hard to feel welcomed. Yes, it's hard to reach out to somebody and say, hey, welcome to the church, because you don't know that they are not, you know, from the area yeah, or not. that they're, you know, that they haven't been there longer than you. No. So so you have a lot of people who do a transitional cycle through the churches in Lexington, too. Yes. Right. Did yeah, you, yeah. Do you find that as well? Um, I don't I just don't think well, ever since COVID, people aren't doing that. OK, well, that's that's I think that's that's pretty much I think there was a re- reshuffle the deck. So people who were going at one church might have started going to another church Mm -hmm. um, over covid Um, but people just aren't searching um, anymore as much as they used to be like you just don't have people that are like you know maybe i used to go to church when i was a kid it's time to go to church again Mm -hmm. Um, and i I think that's because during covid when churches were shut down they realized you know i'm not going to church right now my life isn't changing Mm. and um, why be a part of something um, that has no impact on your life. And uh, I, I think that's a lot of, I have friends that stop going to church. I they, can't imagine that. Catalyst being a different church that's, and, yeah. and, and doing church differently. Yes. And intentionally emphasizing community. It, mm-hmm. That's what got me through COVID. Yes, exactly. Um, so there's a lot of churches, uh, and I can only speak mostly for our restoration movement, Christian churches right. um, in our area that I'm friends with. I grew up with mm-hmm. um, a lot of these people, a lot of senior ministers. I I was ministering to their kids at camp. Like I, I have connections with a lot of these people. And uh, community is not something that yeah. was overly focused. Like the Sunday morning was so important. Um, volunteering was very important. Even even outreach was very important. Like mm-hmm. so doing service projects and yep. or doing um, big, large group events like back to school stuff, VBS, um, a wide range. Like those were the most important thing. But meeting in each other's homes and having like real Christian um, friendship, and f- I would even go further in family, yeah, uh, is something that I'm starting to see pop up more in these churches that mm-hmm. they've realized uh, we're missing something here. Yeah. So Catalyst, um, we read a I don't know if we read a book or something about just community and how important it was. Mm-hmm. So we basically like stripped everything away and we focused on two things we focused on sunday morning and we focused on community groups which every church has different names you got life groups right it's basically you're meeting together outside of church and living life together Mm -hmm. 
this all came about in 2017, I think. We went to a conference called Exponential Conference in uh, Orlando. I think it meets in multiple locations now, but at the time it was just one location once a year. We went there with the purpose of we want to be a church that plants churches. Mm-hmm. Catalyst in 2008 wanted to be a church that plants churches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're at year 11 or maybe 10. And or we're just about to be 10 years old. That's what it was. And we're like, we haven't planted a church yet. And I'm the young guy on staff. So I'm just like, well, planting a church, I would like to be a part of that, whether I'm helping or. Sounds very whatever. exciting. It sounds exciting. Like planting a church is, is great. And Catalyst still operate as, as a church plant, I think. Mm-hmm. Like we were still in church plant world. We didn't own our building. Um, yep. We didn't know where we were going to be in the next four years when our lease was up. So we still operated like a church plant. So mm-hmm. my whole world was. I only knew church planning. So I was like, well, it's only natural that we find somebody to yeah. plan another church. So we go to this conference and we realized that our model of church was not, you couldn't reproduce it. We were doing way too much stuff. We yep. were into many different things. We were going in all different directions, all good stuff. Yeah, um, I, I believe we were still reaching people in the community, but we never came together and just focused on a few things and did them really well. Mm-hmm. We were doing a bunch of stuff good but nothing like really, really well. So we came back with this, like these seven questions. And I think it's a lot of questions that you probably ask different ministers when they come in here. And our senior minister just spent days on it, Mm -hmm. days on it. And he came back and was like, well, we do these things really well and we don't do these things really well. How do we make sure that we do all of these really well? And, the plan was that we were going to do Sunday morning really well, which was worship, preaching, children's ministry, and youth ministry, kind of a side thing. Mm-hmm. And we were going to do community groups really well. Like we're just going to do those two things really well, and we're going to we're going to make them we're going to strip them down so that anybody could take it and go do it in a different location. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't going to be um, so ingrained in because we live in Nicholasville. Like it was going to be a very just overarching theme. And then you make it the way that fits your situation. Mm -hmm. So it took about a year, I'd say, to do all that. We stripped down everything. We just focused on those two things. Catalyst actually was doing really well. I think we grew um, 17 and 18% back-to-back years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was going really, really well. And we were... We were firing all cylinders. We were having a blast. And we kind of forgot about church planning because we were having so much fun. Right. Like, we were like, dang, this is working. Let's just keep doing this for the next 10 years and see what happens. And while a lot of that was happening, a lot of churches were seeing a decline. Yes. We were seeing a lot of articles come out nationwide talking about the decline of the church in America, uh, how people were not returning to church. And this was pre-COVID. Yeah. We were still seeing huge yeah. drops in church. And it was kind of funny because we're, we're sitting here seeing all these increase in numbers and and people are engaged and we're having fun and we see this depressing article like that's not true yeah (laughs) that's false we don't believe this yep that's right and it's just being in our own bubble Mm -hmm. it's very ignorant of us to believe that um but then we went back to exponential Mm -hmm. and we were slightly partnering with another church planning organization local one and they kind of gave Dave this task of maybe finding a church planter because we hadn't planted a church in, in our area um, since Momentum Christian Church. Uh, I think it was a year before Catalyst. 
or maybe it was after it was somewhere around catalyst catalyst and momentum planted around the same time momentum didn't just never took off and ended up closing their doors in 2015 and they wanted to plant another church and because we'd had two churches in our christian church movement Mm -hmm. close their doors at a very quick pace and we didn't we didn't have another church to Mm-hmm. kind of take the spot of those of, of those churches even geographically their spot yeah exactly so we i think we lost three churches in a matter of six years just close their doors for whatever reason mm-hmm. and um we didn't have church we weren't filling those spots mm-hmm. and so it's like okay we're kind of behind the eight ball we need to plant another church okay who's going to plant a church and we couldn't find anybody and so my my job actually in the church planning realm was for the church planner to come in and I would teach him and give him a model on how to do youth ministry and how to do children's ministry. Mm-hmm. I gave him like a book. I had a booklet. I had a, this is how we do things. This is why we do things. So if anybody asks a question, here's how you train your people. I mean, I had this whole thing, um, a spreadsheet out. And actually the people who took my job, so Jenny Ross and... And Don, now Donovan Gregory, I gave them that. I'm like, this is why we do things. This is why. Now yep. you can do what you want, but this is. This is why we built what we built. This is why I did the things I did, so you can't look at me and say, well, why did Rob do this? Like, you I had, had, you I had a reason. <laughs> I, had, yep. I had a reason, and I was told that reason. Um, so we. Wait, where were we with that? <laughs> Sorry, I lost my place. Your your part, your part in the process was to take yeah, the, take the that, church yeah. planter, yes. and teach them how to do children's and youth ministry. Exactly. So that never happened because we couldn't find the planter. We already had him. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so it came around where I was feeling a calling to not be a youth minister anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think doing children's kind of stunted my time in youth ministry because I was doing something I wasn't very much not called to do. Um, it was very yeah, good. You were hired on to be the youth pastor, and then it became a necessity that you take over children's Correct. ministry for uh, an interim period. Just a little while. So, it, it, which, which you see as a negative, but it really taught you quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I do believe and, that it taught and me a ton. It, it taught you a ton, and the, the program actually grew and flourished, and, and, and you taught uh, a number of people the key to the success was not you as the leader, but the volunteers, the people that you engaged. And then what, what you did is brilliant leadership period, uh, which is you take care of those under you and then they will take care of those under them. Yes. So I did. Yeah, that's true. I did do that with both children's and youth ministry, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of a backwards way of doing it. So most youth ministers and children's ministers spend all their time with the kids Mm-hmm. On, on all levels and I didn't do that I spent all my time with my volunteers because mm-hmm. I had too many kids I couldn't be in every single one right. of their lives well it's like a lead pastor of a large church sure. you know you can't be the pastor really yeah. to everybody so that's why you have you know either either elders or senior yes you know our, our associates or you have community groups and community group leaders or whatever incidentally if you're just joining us we're talking with rob harlemert he is the lead pastor of church plant here in lexington called elevate christian church that we're just so excited about um we've got to get to elevate because we were losing i know we talk about church planning i just love church planning church planning is awesome yeah. elevate is an intentional deliberate well thought out specific plan 
to plant from Catalyst Christian yeah. Church, which is still alive and well in Nicholasville. Yeah. Um, you guys are meeting. We've not even talked about where you're meeting yet. You yes. have you wanted the South Side, mm-hmm. and a permanent home has not revealed itself yet. No. But God not. has a great temporary home for you, and yes. you're meeting on Sundays. We're right now. We are meeting at Lexington Christian Academy off Reynolds Road, so the Rose Campus. We mm-hmm. meet in their chapel on Sunday mornings at 10.30. Which is a great facility. Which is which is great. Um, we decided to meet at 10.30 because we, we want to reach um, young couples, which just flood the South Lexington. And I have, I, have young, I have a young kid, and nap time is very important, so it kind of fits like perfectly. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, our services are about an hour long, um, and you'll get You'll get some worship through song. Um, we take communion uh, every single week. We um, give an offering every single week. And I teach or somebody will teach for about uh, 25 to 30 minutes. Um, and we will wrap up. And we and then we tear it all down. And that's a big <laughs> community part yep. of just setting up and tearing down a church every single week. And I almost have more fun tearing down and talking to people and goofing around than I do actually in the service. That's the um, youth pastoring. I think so. Um, but it's, it's a blast um, all the way around and, and building something. Um, you have an exceptional staff. I do. And it, it, it was so fun knowing what was going on in watching you guys over the past two years because you, you pretty much were Sunday mornings at Catalyst. You, you you were welcoming you you took on an instrument you began playing in the yes, worship band I had to, yeah. uh, you, the worship uh, pastor uh, was leading at catalyst or or at least yes. you know uh, uh, if not the whole service a number of songs oh yeah um, a lot of the sound crew was trained at catalyst yes and in fact there was a week where like everybody was out with covid save the Elevate team. <laughs> yeah, the week before we started. <laughs> yes. Uh, so really, you've had an extra week, because I, I yeah. count that as an Elevate week. I didn't get to teach, but I did the welcome that day. Uh, yep. Yeah, that was bad. We There was like 20 people at church. <laughs> it was like high to COVID in the summer, and Dave, I called Dave. Dave was out of town. Yeah, he was on vacation. And John's like, I got COVID. So I called him up, and I said, oh, I'll take over, and I, gotta, I can get my team to lead it. Elevate's so got over. this. Don't worry we, about it. We'll just take over for a week. And that was oh, so thankful. Um so train your volunteers because yep. they always come through. It's it's amazing what what people are capable of doing. So I have my worship um, person. Uh, her name is Lisa Sayer. Um, I've known Lisa f- since my camp days. Oh, and, really? I didn't realize that. Yep, she worked in the kitchen, and I was in charge of volunteers. So we enter. We kind of cross paths quite a bit, and she we realized. Um, that she could sing really well. She's and, phenomenal. And she's fantastic. and then her husband plays drums and runs sound. So you've got a whole package yes. right there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Ian, um, I kind of grabbed a hold of Ian early. Um, he was really interested at, in the Christian faith and learning mm-hmm. more. So we we actually met weekly uh, for a long time. They joined our community group, and John got her on the worship team. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this girl's good. I wonder if she wants to learn more. So she started leading worship for me and youth group, and I taught her everything I knew, which is everything that John. So that was a me. week, right? That took a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it took a little, it took a little longer than that. So we, uh, so everything that she knows about worship is between me and John Kelly, the worship minister at, at Catalyst, and we just poured into her and said, "You can do this for a living, or you can do this for a church, and you need to do it." Yeah. And it just so happened she got to come with me, and she's now in charge of putting that the worship together. And then I have a my he, he his title is connections minister. His name is Andrew Dawson. Uh, he's from this area. We actually went to college together. 
Uh, he was the youth minister at Jessamine Christian Church. We did a lot of youth group uh, stuff together, and it felt really natural for us just to continue doing what we were doing, but on a larger scale and for adults. Yeah, and he's incredible. He's I think he was the most talented youth minister in all of central Kentucky. Wow. He can speak, he can lead worship. He yeah. is an incredible researcher and he can, if he will find a way to learn anything and be a f- really efficient in it very quickly. And there's not very many minutes, people in general ministers that are that efficient in that many things. And so thankful he decided to uh, plant with me because yeah. I I know how to do a lot of things, but he can learn it and do it better faster than I can. So I can just trust him to do so many different things, and I don't have to worry about it, which is which is incredible. Especially preaching on Sunday morning. If I can't yeah. preach, uh, we had an issue with COVID where I was where I was out, and he stepped up, wrote a sermon two days, and didn't even skip a beat. That's was, awesome. Yeah, so thankful. You have an incredible team. I do, and I a do. great facility. Yes, we're very blessed. So if folks want to come out at 1030 on Sunday mornings, just come to LCA in the chapel. Yep. Website? ElevateLex.Church is our website. And it's just basic information. See what we believe, what we do on a Sunday morning. You can hear some sermons. There's a devotion on there to kind of prepare your heart during the week to come on Sunday morning. Um, You can shoot us a message. You can find... uh, You're on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook, Instagram. It's just Rob Harlemert. if you want to go, if you want to send a message to our church, it's elevate.lex on all social media. Uh, I'll do my best to get back with you and answer all the questions you have. Uh, but about just come church. out on Sunday morning. But just come out on Sunday morning. Come worship with us. You'll love it. We believe that Sundays are for worship only. You don't have. We don't have any expectations. Just come and give it all to God yep. on a Sunday morning, and we have a great time. Well, Rob, thanks so much for coming in to be our guest today. Well, I appreciate it, Benson. Right. I'm always good co- talking with you in general, mm-hmm. and now we can do it on a slightly more official way. I yeah, guess. somewhat more official. <laughs> uh, Elevate Christian Church Sunday mornings, ten thirty at Lexington Christian Academy, the Rose Campus, off Reynolds Road. I'm Benson Gregory. Thanks for joining us.